Have you had an idea of an organization you want to start or a movement you want to get involved with, something that you really want to do to make a difference? Well, you can. Today, I'm talking to two PA students who started a new initiative at their program, and they are so inspiring. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I want to make sure that you know about some of the things we have at the PA platform for you if you are working on your CASP application currently. We are doing a lot of supplemental reviews and experience detail reviews and COVID essay editing. So if that's something you need help with, that link is in the description. Make sure that you are also using all of the free blog posts and resources that we've put out over the past few years. You've already found the podcast, but there's also videos on YouTube and tons of free downloads to make sure that this easy this process is as easy as it can be. So head to the paplatform.com or use the links in the description to find more about that. All right, let's get into it. And the podcast is back. If you are a dedicated listener, you may have noticed that I took a few weeks off and it was really just due to a lot of things happening in my life all at the same time. I was moving, um, buying a new house, selling our old house, CASPA was opening, we had the virtual pre-PA conference going on, Um, lots of just things that essentially I, to manage all that, needed a little break. And as much as I love doing the podcast, it does take a lot of time. So I took a little break from doing it for just a few weeks, and now we are back with more episodes. I have some that I've recorded to process and get posted for you guys in the next few weeks, but also in the next couple weeks, I'll be recording new episodes and new interviews um, that you'll get to hear in the fall. So thanks for hanging around and welcome back. Um, I'm Savannah, by the way, Dermatology PA and the founder of the PA Platform. Today's episode is going to be really great because we're hearing from two students, both Patrick and Lily, um, and they did something really cool that I think a lot of people would be interested to hearing about. So um, Patrick had reached out. um, He is a PA student at Bay Path University, And what they kind of did was create their own organization. So they created an organization called Be the Change, which is a student-led diversity and inclusion club that's not even just specific to PAs, um, but it's on a mission to increase awareness of the PA profession within underprivileged communities, diversify the next generation of medical providers, cultivate cultural competence and humility within our PA program and others, and provide mentorship and guidance to pre-PA students with a focus on students from an underprivileged background. Really awesome stuff. Um, So in today's conversation, what we get into is how they did that. I think a lot of us have ideas um, and plans and things that we would love to do or start or create or get involved with, and we just don't know how to do it. And so I'm very excited for you to hear from someone who has been in your shoes and actually took the actions necessary. 
So I think you're really going to enjoy this. Um, and their Instagram handles are linked in the description um, so that you can make sure that you are um, able to connect if you have any questions or if you'd like to you know, start something like Be the Change or start a chapter at your school. So we'll get into our interview um, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hello. Oh, thank you for having us. It's, uh, it's an amazing experience. I, I, I think it's going to be great to kind of tell everybody about us and about our organization and just our experience in getting into TA school. Um, but my name is Lily. I'm currently a second year student at Bay Path University, um, TA student. Um, just a little bit of background about myself. I am a first generation um, Mexican-American college student. So I definitely understand the struggle, you know, to get to TA school and I'm a huge advocate for um, increasing diversity and in not only uh, the physician assistant uh, career, but also just medicine and definitely love to mentor um, Latina and any other minorities that are pursuing medicine. Awesome. Patrick, you want to go? Yes. Hello, everyone. And thank you, Savannah, for having us. Um, definitely uh, did a lot of research on a PA platform as a pre-PA. It's great to, it's funny how things, you know, came around. Um, so my name is Patrick Francis. I'm a second year physician assistant at Bay Path City. Uh, can't tell you how many said that uh, in didactic year and to clinical year. Um, so a little bit about myself. I, too, am a generation um a student, um, I am one of the, I am the first grandchild to actually to graduate and get my, um, not only uh, under my bachelor's, but also my master's soon to come. Um, I'm African-American. Um, I am from a lower socioeconomic, you know, community. And I understand, you know, how important it is to have people that look like me to represent as, as uh, medical providers. Um, I went to uh, the UConn for my undergrad. I got a you know, an economics degree, didn't really do much with it. Um, I wanted to do something in business and, you know, I was going towards that uh, route, ended up um, working at, as a physical therapist aide uh, for three years um, in sports medicine. And that was, uh, that was like, you know, some, something I, I really loved. And I thought I was going into physical therapy, turned out to become a physician assistant and now we're here. Nice. Okay. Um, that's awesome. I, I like hearing y'all stories and we'll get into those a little bit more. When do y'all graduate? In May. So oh. we, yeah, we've got one more rotation to go. So we're, we're right at the end. <laughs> wow. Congrats. That's so exciting. Thank you. Um, yeah. You're like at the light at the end of the tunnel, like you can actually yeah. see the light. So it's coming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the real world. Um, all right. So um, I want to hear a little bit more. And I think especially coming from you guys being first generation students and um, would you say you're like the first in medicine in your family kind of thing? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So definitely the first in medicine, um, not the first to go to college because my older brother was kind of the one who paved the way, but he's only a year and a half older. So both of us kind of figured out how to even apply to college. Like my parents didn't even go to middle school. Um, so they came here from Mexico and they really didn't know how to navigate, you know, the whole college experience. Um, so we had to figure all of, all of that out. And then just kind of, you know, me wanting to pursue medicine was 
a whole different route because my older brother, he pursued a history degree and he's now a teacher. Um, you know, so it was completely different. He wasn't anyone that I could ask for help. Um, so I kind of just ended up, uh, you know, doing a lot of Googling. Um, I definitely had some advisors in college who said that I should try to pursue a different career. Um, but I feel like sometimes you kind of just find mentors in the places that you kind of least expected at. Um, I was actually at an urgent care visit with my mom and we ran into a PA. It was the first time I had ever seen a PA um, in urgent care. And he was actually um, of Latino heritage as well. So he came in speaking to my mom in Spanish and that just kind of made her so happy. And that was kind of when I realized like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to have this effect on patients. And, you know, so I asked him on the spot, like once he was done treating my mom, I was like, hey, you know, like PA is a, a, a career choice that I'm kind of thinking about. Like, can you help me? Because I have no idea where to start. And, you know, he was able to provide me his email and it kind of just helped me go from there. Um, he helped me find so many different shadow experiences and even where to get started. So that was amazing. Was that when you were in college? No. So that was actually after I had graduated from college. Okay. Um, I, I didn't really know much about the PA profession. I majored in biology and I completed prereqs um, for med school because, you know, that was the only thing that kind of was everybody was talking about. Yeah. Um, but once I graduated, I think it was like my first year after graduation where I was kind of thinking like, well, what am I going to really go into? Um, that's when I met him. So I was able to kind of, you know, gain more experience with patients after talking to him. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And and we'll get into more of kind of your path to PA in a minute. Um, Patrick, how about you? How did you, or when, since you were economics, that's quite a switch. Um, when and how did you find out about PAs or I guess even health thinking you wanted to be in healthcare? Funny thing is I, I grew up at, uh, having a pediatrician who was African-American and he was a physician. I had no clue. Um, so looking back on like medical records, I found it afterwards, but to answer your question, uh, I was deeply like, I wanted to, I was on a route to physical therapy. I really wanted to, do, to get my, you know, my doctorate and I was working at hospital, hospital for special surgery. Um, and I just happened to just, you know, uh, talk with the, uh, my colleagues, like the, the people I worked with, the physical therapists, they knew a, a PA next door who uh, did, did a lot of shoulder surgery with a physician that was uh, the New York Giants. And, um, you know, she sent an email. Uh, and next day, I, you know, I, I was talking to him. I had an interview and, uh, you know, we set up some times where we can actually set up like, you know, a, a shadowing schedule. And it just worked out like that. It was wow. as simple as that, to be honest. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um when it came time for y'all to apply to PA school, can we talk a little bit just about that process, how you picked Bay Path um, as one of your programs, what what you were looking for, I guess, in a program, um, and then maybe just share like how many schools you applied to, what the results were, anything that 
helped you or you felt like was very difficult in the process? Cause it is quite the process. Mm-hmm. So for me, well, okay. So I graduated in 2015 and I was working at a manufacturing like laboratory um, location for three years. So I did that for three years. And then I was also volunteering on the side, like at clinics, at hospitals to kind of gain um, that experience. But so my biggest thing was like not wanting to leave that job to go do like a job like an MA or like an EMT, just because it's so it's it's not a good paying job. And the job that I had was a good paying job, you know, and there's bills, there's loans, there's all of this. So I had a lot to kind of weigh in and consider. Um, So I kind of was limited on the number of hours that school requirements had. Um, So I'm originally from California and I think I went on the PAEA and there's like a a filter you could use um, to kind of filter out the schools that have like less than 500 hours or less than 1000 hour requirements. And that's kind of how I really chose the schools that I was going to apply to. Um, I applied to mainly schools in California, um, but Bay Path was like the one school that I was like, oh, sure, I'll live in the East Coast. Um, And I just ended up applying to that one, just kind of like shooting my shot. Um, And I I only got one interview. I applied twice. I think I applied to 12 schools each time. Um, uh, The first, my first uh, time applying, I didn't get any like callbacks. I think I got waitlisted for an interview, um, but I didn't get any interviews. And I think it had a lot to do with like the number of hours that I had didn't really make me that much of a competitive applicant. Um, But I decided to like continue what I was doing volunteering. Um, And then my second year, I kind of applied again to those similar schools, but I added Bay Path. Um, And so since I was working full time, (laughs) a lot of the time that I spent at work was um, like completing my applications, um, just because in California, if you know anything about California, there's a lot about, there's a lot of traffic. Um, <laughs> so sometimes I would get off of work around five and that's like the worst time to get off of work. Cause it takes you two hours to get home. Um, so I would spend those two hours that it would take me to get home and just kind of researching everything. So I would research the, um, you know, the classes that were required, research, which um, which schools needed like an additional uh, personal statement and things like that. So I definitely tried to use my time wisely for that. But it was it was hard because like not knowing how to apply and just trying to figure that all all out by myself was was tough the first time around. But the second time around, it was much easier. Nice. All right. What about you, Patrick? It was honestly pretty unique. Um, I the way I look at it is like, you know, you kind of sh- you walk into an arena and they tell you to learn a new sport, like right on the spot. Like it was totally um it was I was self self-teaching myself, you know, the whole time. Um and I think what what like uh, the hardest part was just like not knowing anyone that would want to take on, you know, a, a, a pre-PA student um, to kind of guide. 
Um, and I, and a, the, the good thing about like how, like, I guess when you get into the profession and you start to look on Instagram and there's so many people that are like, you know, these uh, pre-PA, um, you know, I guess guidance counselors or whatever you want to call it, like they're, they're uh, good resources. And I didn't know anything about that. Um, a lot of my like information came from the PA platform. It came from the physician assistant forum, um, countless amount uh, amounts of Google, Google searches. Um, this kind of helped me figure out how exactly I would stand out because um, I didn't have the best GPA. I had like, you know, B minus average GPA coming out of, of college. And um, I had to figure out, okay, well, if I do a lot of community outreach um, work and do countless amount of volunteering hours in the ED um, and just work as much as I could within a year because I only applied one time. Um, so I applied to seven schools and um, Basically, what cr created my, I guess, search was I didn't want to take the GRE. I was I was like preparing for it, but um, you know, I really didn't want to take it. I'm be very honest. It's reasonable. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I applied to seven schools in the Northeast um, that you know, mostly in New York and, and Massachusetts, um, and and I think one in Virginia as well. And I, I only got one interview. Um, and that was Bay Path. Um, and I was happy with with like the uh, my choice because when I went to, um, they have like a grand rounds that they invite pre-PA students um, just to kind of get, get a sense of the culture. And you, I guess you can kind of speak with the, um, the students and also um, the faculty. And it just felt like home, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, um, it, it didn't seem like they were only looking for grades. And that's what I love about Bay Path because like when our faculty is very small, we're tight knit like group. And um, our, actually our clinical director, her name is Teresa. I call her Mama T, that's how close we are. Like she, she's, she honestly just like embraced me from the beginning. And um, you know, that's, that's how I got here. That's awesome. Can y'all give a little overview of Baypath? Just like how many are in your class, how long it is, anything cool about the program that you think people would want to know about? Uh, yeah, so our class is about 30 students, I believe. Um, we're a 24-month program. And like Patrick was saying, I think it's very awesome that we're so tight-knit. Like he was saying, like Teresa is literally like, everyone's mom um she's our clinical director and she's just so amazing like she takes it very serious to kind of get to know everybody and kind of guide them through their journey through PA school because it's such a journey that changes you um and I think what's really cool about our program now is that we have this um be the change organization that we're kind of you know trying to change medicine as a whole but we're kind of implementing it in our program first. So we're making small changes to kind of diversify um, medicine. And, you know, that's a really cool thing for minority students to kind of look forward to and look forward to in a program, having this organization that kind of supports them and guides them. Are you guys the masterminds behind this? <laughs> we, are. we are. So Lily is like one of the creators. She did 
she was like so and she was instrumental in um become like being recognized as an actual club um by the university so it was she she's one of those where i i I always give her the the big props because without her um you know the administrative like she's the administrative mind and also she's the she's a mastermind of our uh instagram page as well which i i have up there you probably can't see it i I put it in green (laughs) (laughs) we'll make sure it's in the description no worries (laughs) Yeah, I was, I mean, Patrick is the president, so he's given me a lot of credit, but he's, he's the president. He's kind of been holding, um, you know, the fort down. Um, but I, you know, I just kind of, when I get an idea, I kind of just have to run with it. And, you know, I thought this was a great idea and I thought we should incorporate it. And so kind of, it's kind of just went from this tiny idea and it snowballed into this amazing organization that we have now. Is it, does it go beyond just the PA program or is it something kind of within the program? So right now it's only something within the program, but we are recognized um, by the school. So the school has like, you know, the undergraduate clubs. Um, So we do open the the meetings up to undergraduates occasionally, mostly to those who are interested like in medicine or the the pre-PA track. Okay. Is there a specific mission statement or kind of overview that y'all can go over with kind of what what your organization is about? Absolutely. So Be the Change uh, seeks to cultivate cultural competency, and I'll describe what that means uh, it's within PA students and clinicians uh, while actively working to eliminate um, the inequalities found uh, within healthcare. So cultural, like the compatibility portion, I, we, we were doing some like research and we didn't want to just stick with like cultural competence. You know, it's, it, uh, it's, it, it's deeper than that. Um, so we, we, you know, we were looking, we found something um, that was supported by like, I guess the, the nursing, American Nursing Association uh, created the basically a synergistic process um, or components of these two words. So like competence and humility. And um, essentially, it permeates the five pillars of uh, cultural awareness, cultural desire, cultural encounters, uh, knowledge, and skill. Okay, so um, is so how how what do y'all do as far as an organization? What and what is your vision and kind of y'all are about to graduate? Where does this go from here? Kind of thing. Yeah, so definitely, I think that was one of the things that we were really scared of that, you know, once we graduated, then, you know, the movement was kind of going to be on hold. Um, But so far, we've kind of been working within the faculty to kind of make small changes, um, even to like the admissions criteria. I think this past cycle for this incoming class of 2022, um, we were able to make some changes. Um, So we added some you know how there's sometimes ethical questions or ethical dilemmas in the interview process. Mm-hmm. We added um, a diversity component to cool. that. So we were able to add a few questions into that. Um, we are also um, incorporating um, this lecture series, which actually my roommate kind of had the great idea at, of. So every month um, we have our grand round presentations and every month we're having a presentation on either um, a person's culture, um, LGBT rights, um, 
what else have we had, Pat? Um, we have, well, so what, what we recently did, um, we've actually, we've been doing a lot of um, like opening up um, a, a lot of the spaces um, virtually where we invite pre-PA students, we do a lot of guidance. Um, recently, we just, yeah, we, so we had a couple of those. We recently just have been speaking with the faculty um, about some changes for the coming year um, and, and beyond as well. Um, we've been doing a lot of work, a lot of uh, work with um, inviting uh, guest speakers for the LGBTQ, uh, which has been really nice. Um, and we're like in the midst of um, implementing like a lot, a lot more components to the public health um, like portion of our school. And I think that's one of the, that's one of the uh, unique things about BayPath as well is that um, we have faculty that um, basically in the, in the first first uh, semester, they take us through a lot of different um, aspects of uh, like how basically public health um, plays into the factor of how best to treat your, your patients. So that's that's one thing as, uh, as well that we want to continue to, um, you know, uh, expand upon. Okay. Yeah, so we have actually, since we are graduating, we actually just recently had elections for the new e-board to kind of, you know, make sure that the traction keeps going. Um, but we are hosting, I would say, maybe monthly meetings where we kind of just meet. We have Zoom meetings like this and we just discuss um, current like hot topics that are going on in the media. Um, really anything that we find a discrepancy. I think the last meeting um, that they had was on Tuesday. And I think we talked about the underdiagnosis of endometriosis in women of color. Um, so we just kind of have discussions like that, that kind of relate to medicine, but also relate to um, the public health aspect. Yeah, like good round, round table discussion type things. Awesome. Mm -hmm. well, that, that's amazing. And I'm like, y'all are such go-getters. Like, I love that y'all just thought of something and started. I think a lot of people have ideas and would love to act on them, but maybe just don't really know how or ever really take initiative to, to take those next steps. Do you have any advice for those types of people who are like, oh yeah, I would love to do this at my school, but then they don't know what to do? I would say like, if you have a plan, like if you have an idea, you have to develop a plan. Um, because without a plan, you really can't, you know, reach your end goal. Um, I think our goal of our organization really would be to like have one of our organizations in every PA program. Like that would be like the most amazing goal. Um, you know, so if there are students out there, like in other programs who are kind of thinking of creating a similar um, organization within their program, like they sh should feel free to reach out to us and we would definitely um, be able to help with that. But definitely, I think it's it's necessary to have a plan and just kind of sticking through it. I that is great advice. Yeah, I agree. I honestly would just say be bold, be as bold as you can, because, you know, nothing gets done if you just, if you, if you just are living within your thoughts. Um, I would say find allies, you know, usually you, everyone in PA school has like a buddy mm -hmm. um, and, you know, 
that's kind of how this worked. Like it, it's it was like um, me and Lily are close, and then um, a lot of our uh, other colleagues are really close. So we all, some of us are like-minded, others aren't. I, I would say find the like-minded people, and um, you know, if you have something that you want to change, um, I honestly feel like it depends by the um, the program, but. If you have a good relationship with your faculty, that would be like a good a good start. We're just like just having a like a down to earth conversation with them and seeing you know um, you know what they can do for you and if they're receptive to it. Because not every program will be, but uh, like Lily said, if you have any difficulties, reach out to us. We can provide an email um, and we have a, a Instagram page as well that you can follow. Yeah, that's, I, I love that your program was so receptive and your faculty, because like you said, I don't, in, in some cases, that's not always the case. I hear some horror stories about programs and faculty. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be like that, but, mm-hmm. you know, but everybody's different, whatever. So um, anyway, let's, um, if if we can, um, let's talk about, it hasn't given me a warning yet. Um, let's talk a little bit about diversity in the profession. Because um, I know over the past year, that's something that has definitely been talked about a lot more than I think in the past. Um, and I'm sure y'all know or have seen the stats about how the PA profession, if anything, has become less diverse over the past few years, which is weird. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, and I didn't know if y'all had any, any thoughts on that. I've done some very, what's the word, unofficial research, which is just talking to people um, and taking polls. And I think the problem one of the problems is that a lot of people just don't know about the PA profession and it would be such a great option for so many people, but they don't know until it's too late. I mean, like you guys didn't decide to be PAs until after you graduated and the PAEA reports, um, it's a pretty even split of the majority of people not deciding to be PAs until the last two years of college or after college. Um, and so I don't, I don't know what y'all's thoughts are on that or any other reasons why this profession has not become more diverse. I definitely think it has a lot to do with the knowledge and like knowing that this uh, career is present. Um, as I mentioned from my own experience, I didn't know that it was an option. So my only option was like med school or nothing. Um, until, you know, I found out that, that there was other options. And that's kind of a, a problem that we are trying to solve as Be to Change. Um, we've actually met with a few um, high school and even middle school programs to kind of just let them know that this profession is out there. Um, and just letting people know that there are so many other ways to practice medicine. Um, I think that just will inadimately increase the diversity in any medical profession. Yeah, I agree. I think it has a, that, that um, the awareness is the biggest component. Um, I know that like another portion of it is just um, there's such, it's so competitive, you know, and, and a lot, and unfortunately because of like, you know, um, different components of there being poor, like poorly distributed um, 
resources for education within like those that are that are uh, of these lower socioeconomic status like it's that plays a role into their grades and 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 uh, and it's and it's really difficult like to kind of maneuver um when when you have such a tight space uh when it comes to like being being competitive but then having to get this these many hours and especially I know uh, for a fact that this year, uh, because of COVID, um, I expect the the the, uh, the diversity to kind of probably go down a little bit more because the it's so difficult to get cl clinical hours now, you know, for students. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a really, really like our job to uh, step up to the plate and still and, and just have as many conversations as possible with you know everyone um, virtually now. It's, it's you know it's click at a mouse and you don't have to really have to go uh so you don't have to travel too far to find these people that's the um the great thing about technology so um just continue having these uh these pre-pa um these uh meetings and then hopefully we can, we can just change it yeah and that's this year i've talked to a lot more high school groups than in the past um and i don't know if it's because of the virtual or they're just I don't have any more interest. I don't know, but um, it's, it's very interesting talking to them. And I, sometimes I forget that I'm talking to high school students, like some of their questions, um, which, but it's great. Like, I love that they are thinking about what they want to do and um, exploring options because it's interesting. I've said this recently somewhere, but um, I applied to PA school 10 years ago this this cycle was 10 years ago and oh, wow. I just back it's just crazy to me because back then I thought oh my gosh this is such a complicated process there's so much to it there's not enough information why is this so like this um with the different deadlines and prereqs and letter recommendation requirements like it's so much and I honestly, at that point in time, like I would have lost money if you bet me that it would be more complicated now versus easier. I would I would have lost a hundred bucks. Like I would have said, surely they're going to make this better, you know. Um, and I think it's just been the opposite. Like there's more requirements. There's more confusion. There's, I mean, yeah, there's more people on social media and probably more on Google, but it's they make it really hard to become a PA, to be honest. They've been doing a little bit better as far as like I, I know there's been some CASPA fee waivers that I've been like. Um, yeah, the cost is, they're trying to help, I think. Yeah, and I think that's a I know right. That, that's a, that's a, a um, one of the components too. Like it's just like you can have a dream, you can want it, you can have the passion, but if you don't have the funds, what can you do about it? You know, it's yeah. And like Lily said, like the jobs that they require you to have basically to become a PA don't pay much of anything. Um, they're not very livable, livable jobs or to get one, you have to do a certification, which is also expensive um, and very time consuming. So, yeah, my 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 hope and wish would be that at some point they standardize it more because because med school applications are so much more standardized. They have early acceptance, which is nice because you um, I only know this because my husband went through it, but they you can apply to one school as early admission. You can only do one. And if you get accepted to that school, you go there. Um but you know, the MCAT, they there's one test for every school that you have to do. There's the the courses are much more standardized um and so i just i would 
I wish that PA schools could could hop on that too, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, maybe one day. Um, well, y'all are awesome. What's next for y'all? Do you have jobs? Are you looking? Where do you see yourself going from here? I would like to go into ortho trauma. Um, you know, it, it's always been ortho has always been my thing. Um, so I'm hoping to apply mm-hmm. to a res, res, residency program. Um, for a year and then I'm not sure where I, I don't have a job to be honest with you I'm kind of stressed about that but um, I look forward to doing that for my first year and then maybe doing some other per diem jobs um, because these loans have to go yep <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah same <laughs> I don't have a job lined up yet and I think we were just talking about this yesterday with Patrick I was like I'm stressed out um, I feel like you kind of through PA school you just go through constant stress yeah um, it's stress with didactic year, stress with clinical year. And now it's like stress with passing the pants and getting a job. Um, so, you know, I'm just taking it as taking as, as it comes, you know, it's a, it's another hurdle that I got to get through, but um, I'm really interested in, in patient medicine. So cool. yeah, looking forward to that or plastic surgery. I, I took, I had a plastic surgery rotation and it was so much fun. Um, so I definitely could see myself in either of those two for sure. Nice. I'm a surgery lover. So yes, do that. Um, but yeah, y'all, y'all are awesome. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you and I'll, I'll make sure everything's in the description and post stuff, but where can, where can people kind of find you? And I'm sure they will have plenty of questions. So I actually have, uh, my Finsta, I guess you could say (laughs) it's a pre-PA, um, PA account. Um, it's Lily, L-I-L-I dot P-A dot blog. Um, but you could also follow the Beat the Change account, which I also manage. Um, I'm on my phone all the time. <laughs> it, is, it is um, Be the Change underscore P-A. Okay. Awesome. I don't have a, a, like a P-A per se uh, Instagram, so I'll hold that. Um, but we do have an, uh, to add to that, uh, we do have an email. If you guys want to get in touch with us, it's, uh, be the change period BPU at gmail.com. Okay. I don't think I have them write that down. Awesome. Well, you guys are great. Thank y'all so much. No worries. Thank you for having us. I'm really, I'm really glad that we were able to kind of, you know, just talk about who we are, what we stand for and. I just hope that a lot of people find it helpful.